What's up, everybody, and welcome back to JK Lay Podcast. This is episode four. We took a quick hiatus, but we're back with more content. Today's episode is an interesting episode because we're going to talk about fortune telling and superstitions. All right, so let's get into it. So there are many forms of fortune telling, and some of these are palm reading, bone throwing, tea reading, crystal balls, coffee grind readings, and there's so many more, but we're just going to get into a few that we've heard of. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really interesting how all of these were once like something cultural that they were like, um, they had like a clean meaning to it, meaning that, that it wasn't, it didn't come from a place of like malintent or evilness like yeah like now i feel like you know not everything has that intention of like being just for play like for example um tarot cards tarot cards when tarot cards were invented they were actually like how we have now you know a deck of cards where you would play poker Mm -hmm. or go fish so they were similar to that that's what tarot cards original intention were and then as time went on they took on an occult purpose and that's the tarot cards that we have now so if you don't know what tarot cards are but you've been to disneyland and you've hopped on the haunted mansion that one scene where you see the i think her name is leota leota you see her in the crystal ball and you see cards like revolving around the the room those big giant cards that you see those are tarot cards. Yeah. So if you don't know what they are, but you've been to this and then that's what we're talking about. So I've seen some tarot cards and they're really pretty. Like the design on them are really pretty mm. and like they're like they're not they're never all the same. No. They all have like different designs on them which make them like unique. I think there's even like wooden tarot cards. Like they're made out of wood. Specifically like so that you can like because uh, I've heard some people throw them, and then they, like, pick them out and then read tarot like that. But I'm not 100% on how tarot really works. Uh, I don't know. I've never seen any wooden ones, but it sounds cool. It kind of sounds like throwing bones. Yeah. Another one is throwing bones, and I, I actually knew somebody who wanted me to go get a... Uh, you know, one of those bone throwing readings, but I don't like to know my future because I feel like when you know your future or if you go to some type of reading, I feel like I'm the type of person that like it stays stuck in your head. So then it's like, you know, it kind of like bothers you. So it's like, if I do this, will it make this fortune come true if I do this will it make this fortune so it's like it's not like I feel like it interferes what your destiny is or what should have happened before this person told you what they thought was going to happen and then there's also that uncertainty of how do you know that what they're saying is true how do you know that they're actually like divining your future or telling you what's actually going to happen to your future. Right. So I feel like when you know that influences a lot of your choices and a lot of things that you do. So for me, it's a no. For me, it's a no. Yes. Yeah. Because it's. I feel like 
it influences a lot of decisions. Sorry about that. It influences a lot of decisions that you make, and it's not. It's kind of like somebody like it, imposed their will on you, right? Like it lingers in the back of your head. The things that people say to you, and you're just like, oh, like, is this really gonna happen to me if I, let's say go shopping with a friend like will something really happen to me at the mall specifically or something like i don't know like i feel like that sort of thing where somebody tells you like what might be or what might not be is could also prevent you from making choices that could help you out in the future and that you might not want to make because somebody told you that something could happen to you I think I think if you like doing like your readings or tarot readings and you feel that it's beneficial then I think you should totally go for it but for me personally I don't like it only because I feel that it hinders what you could have done or should have done but because you heard this person say the specific thing to you now it's like they changed what could have been so for me I like to stay far away from it and if something good happens, then it'll happen when it happens or when it needs to happen. But I don't like to be influenced by outside thoughts or outside people. Right. So for me, I don't really like it. But I think it's cool and it's very interesting because it comes from a lot of different cultures. And a lot of these come from Asia or Europe. And then uh, we've brought them as oh now they're so-and-so's culture so i thought uh throwing bones was a like a afro-latino thing but turns out that it's asian Mm. and it's not always throwing like bones they say that you can have household items or you can have like they say some some people like to throw household items like like keys buttons things like that so they have like a bunch of things that they throw or there's also people who like to keep it natural which is bones seashells things like that like things that come from nature yeah Ah. so then they throw that and that's how they tell you so depending on which way the item is flipped then that's how they read your fortune or they tell you what's going to happen for bone throwing. That's what I read. I would say would be palm reading. I what I, I remember when I was a kid, you would read each other's palms, but not knowing what that meant. So it was like, if the middle, if the hand, the line in the middle of your hand was the longest and it wrapped around, then that meant you had a long life. Or mm-hmm. if they said that if, you know, two hat, two, if you had, you know, more than three lines, that means you had like four kids or however many kids. And I don't, it wasn't ever accurate, but I remember growing up and that was something that we did or another one that probably a lot of older people will remember is mash and it was like marry something 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 i don't remember but pretty much you played this game on paper with your friends and that's what your future was you had a house you had a mansion you had a boat you had seven kids you had two divorces you had etc 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 yeah so that i feel like there's always been even with kids, there's always been something curious about knowing your future and wanting to know how successful you are. And, like, society has also groomed you to try to want to find out. So I thought 
that that was always interesting. And another one would be fortune telling Mm -hmm. and fortune telling with a crystal ball. So I feel like we're glamorized. Yeah. I think Hollywood has taken that to, you know, not believing it's kind of a joke and like, it's always in some type of parody where they've been told and they have somebody moving the table and then spirits and, you know, all this. And so you start levitating off the ground and the room is shaking. uh Your vision is blurry. You've been drinking too much. <laughs> and then I don't know where the person who's reading the crystal ball is possessed. And she's like, oh, John, my son. And I know, it, but it, it, movie it, magic it. it's, I think that's been taken to another level where it's right. not, I guess it's not, it's not serious taken anymore. Serious yeah. anymore. Uh-huh. And I, I haven't tried it because it's kind of like, like it seems so fake. You feel like you'll you'll get yeah. swindled, yeah. yeah. So they've taken Hollywood has taken that and twisted it. So I feel like when you go or when you hear somebody that has gotten a crystal ball reading, then you're like, eh. <laughs> you you're a little skeptical, robbed. yeah. <laughs> you like, just got robbed. You ask, wait, how much did you pay? First of all, <laughs> forty dollars an hour. And oh. how much of the that time? Or what was said to you came true. So it's kind of like, eh. which, I don't know. Which, you know what? It kind of brings me to something we weren't going to talk about. But because we talked about, like, how it's been Hollywood. Like, movie movie magic and whatever. It kind of reminds me of, like, the Hollywood medium. Like, it's just some dude that goes to your house, tells celebrities their future, and supposedly it comes true. But... I mean, I feel well. If we're or like talking, he speaks to your 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 ancestors or your dead relatives, and he's like, oh, he's like, oh, J Lo, your mom, no sé qué, no sé qué, and she's talking to you. Oh, I can feel her right next to me. She's right here. By the way, J Lo's mom is still alive, so I, it was just an example. I don't know why you're invoking her mama. She's still alive. <laughs> Good luck with that one. But you know what I mean. The like they'll just like BS you, and it's like a thing. Well, I think I think I think there are people who can or or are more perceptive or more sensitive to spirits or things like that. Like I believe that they exist because Some weird things, things happen. happen. Yeah. Weird things happen that you can't explain. So it's kind of like, maybe science can explain this, but it's like, I feel like as a Latino, like you hear stories from your relatives or there's so many stories that, you know, happen or have been told to you that it makes you kind of like, why would this old person lie to me? Why, you know, what reason would this person have to lie to me where it's like, like, if you live in El Campo, meaning El Campo means, the like, the countryside. Yeah. Especially in, Latin, like, I feel like in Latin America, you'll hear, you know, stories of these things happening to people. Or you'll hear, like, oh, you know, I live in this house and every night at a certain time, you'll hear, you know, knocking. Or you'll hear, like, somebody yelling at a distance 
or you'll hear footsteps or something. So I feel like ghosts exist. Spirits. And I think that people are sensitive to, like, feeling these kind of things because there are animals that bark at random things and you're kind of like, what are you barking at? It's like, yeah, you don't like, see anything there. That's hard to fake. Like, so I like, feel like if you have an untrained dog or something that isn't ready to be in a movie, like, he's just a regular old dog, and then he starts barking at a wall every single day at the same time, I think that's a little sketchy. Well, they say that children and animals are sensitive to, like, the supernatural. So, it's, like, when you see all those, like, supernatural shows and you see it's, like, the mom explains that how the daughter was talking to the little friend. And it's, like, this is Joey, mom. And it's, like, what? There's no one there. Who? And you're, like, oh, no. I don't know. Where's the holy water? (laughs) Someone come splash this child. Get the Palo Santo, please. Somebody. But I think things like that, I feel like, you know, are real. Some people might disagree with me. But I think that things like that are real. Because it's it's some of the things that you can't explain. Yeah, you really So I feel can. like mediums, I think it depends. Like, I think it's hard. Like, if you're watching it on TV, you have to remember that everything you're watching is always edited. Even this show is edited. So it's like we cut out the bad parts and right. show you what's put together, what sounds nice without all the ums and the but, uh's and the, uh, you know, yeah. the, and the blank spaces that we have. It's like you hear it tight and you hear it flowing. And, you know, shows are like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, they take 30 takes and out of the 30 takes, only two were good. And that's all they show you. So it's like you don't know if somebody gave somebody information and now I'm like, oh, you know, do you know somebody named Joey? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, you're like, yes. And they're like, okay, do you, he was your aunt, uncle. And you're like, yes. So it's like, you know, I think TV is doctored and, it's hard to know what's real and what's not, but I believe that there are people who do have the ability to, you know, sense things or tell you that something happened where it's not fake. Because if, if you encounter somebody in the real world with that, you know, you don't know them. So they're like total randos. So how would they know you mean about like, a relative You mean yours? like if you encounter somebody on the street who randomly... Yeah, like... like, like Walking, like you're walking down the street and somebody grabs your arm and they're like, Joey. Or... Like, tampoco, like, don't touch me. Like, <laughs> the hell? But I mean, like, me. I mean, like, they'll, they'll be like, hey, do you know somebody named Joey? And you've never met this person. Maybe in your not life? like that, but I would be like, like, if they're like, um, I'm like, if they come up to you and are like, oh, I'm sorry to bother you, but, you know, and then they tell you something where it's not aggressive and they're not in your space. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out to be true. And then they keep telling you things that, you know, are true or experiences that you and this other person have had that nobody else has had, but they know about it. Then it's like, okay, something's maybe up they're telling the truth, you know, yeah. like that. I would say that I believe, but watching TV shows, I don't know how much I believe. Yeah, because, like, I watch um, Ghost Adventures, and I know more more 
more or less 75% of that is super fake. Like, that's a no-brainer, obviously. Like, it, there's no way that that's all freaking real. Every single time they go somewhere, they always find activity. Like, <laughs> it's kind of impossible. But, like, there are certain things, like, when I'm watching YouTube, I follow specific paranormal people. Like, they'll go by themselves to, like, cemeteries, uh, graveyards, hotels, and they'll go straight by themselves, no one with them. It's just them and their camera, and they leave themselves recording, and then, like, out of nowhere, the light in the bathroom turns on, and the faucet starts running, and then a chair moves, and he wakes up, and he's just like, what the hell? And then he stops the video, checks it himself, and he's like, what the hell? Like, that kind of thing, I feel like, is very hard to be faked. Yeah. Especially when you're by yourself. It's called YouTube magic and editing. I know, but, like... I, I feel like it's hard to believe. Like, if you're watching, like, TV shows that are meant to be, like, oh, we're going to this haunted place, and we're walking to the basement, and we hear drippings. Do you hear the drippings? And they're, like, overdramatic. Um, I mean, yeah, no. Like, that's where, like, that that show you watch, I don't remember what it's called, but... Ghost Adventures. Yeah, like, I feel like, like, 25% of no. it, Yeah, they might find something out of 40 episodes and the rest of it is just them Hooey, freaking hooey. out on themselves and like you're like oh, I'm freaking out. I felt I felt a hand on my back. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, well <laughs> But I mean it's like, been edited. I feel like when it's real, it's usually some person nobody's heard of that just puts up a video because they saw something and like there's no like like, there's people who will, who have, like, haunted houses, and they'll be like, okay, like, I need to show somebody. And they'll put it up on YouTube, and their stuff will blow up. And they only have, like, four videos. I feel like that kind of thing is, like, like, it's hard to just put four videos up, have them blow up, and never post again for you to mm. be, say that that's super fake. I don't know. I, I, I feel like, I feel like you can't believe it until you actually see it or like right. saying it's like you you know you can't trust it unless you see it yourself mm -hmm. so it's like it's in this day and age where everything is about photoshop editing you know everybody has these skills to do these things so it's for me personally i feel like it's very hard to believe that these things are happening i'm not saying that you know it's you know, it's fake. Right. It might not be, but because they're so overdramatic, you know, you know, as a viewer, you're watching it because they're so dramatic. Because you want to see them see something and you want to see them freak out. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, yeah, yeah. so for me, it's like, mm, like the show that I did think was more believable was that Bud BuzzFeed show. Um, uh, Shane and... Uh, was, was it Shane? Yeah, it was Shane and... The Asian know. guy. <laughs> I forgot what his um, name is. But what was the show called? That was uh, Supernatural Unsolved. So, so that show, Supernatural Unsolved by BuzzFeed, like when they would go to these places and they would stay overnight or they would go to, this, like that's when I felt like it was real because it's like 
they were going and the majority of the time they didn't see anything they just freaked out on their own <laughs> yeah so that's what made it entertaining one that they were freaking out because they were in the dark in the middle of nowhere with this place that was supposed to be haunted and then their show was more believable because it was like oh we freaked out you know we were more scared and we didn't really see anything. We thought we saw something or we looked back in the footage and we saw something that looks like something, but you be the judge of it. So they're not telling you it's true. It really happened. I'm scared. I have mm-hmm. a scratch. Or like they hear something and they'd be like, I think I hear uh, Sally go home or get out, but we don't know. So you be the judge for yourself. Listen to it. And then you tell us what you think it says. All right. So we're getting a little off topic, but back to what we're talking about which is fortune telling another form of divination or telling someone's fortune would be tea readings or coffee ground readings and what that is if you don't know is you drink a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and what's left at the bottoms are loose tea leaves or coffee grounds and somebody will take that who's whoever is reading your fortune will take that and see images in the grounds or in the tea leaves and whatever those images are, are either you're, you're going to have love, marriage, travel, or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So one of the things, if you still don't understand what we're talking about, but you've seen Harry Potter. Spoiler alert, by the way. There's a scene in Harry Potter in, which one was it? Prisoner of Basketball, I think. Okay, so the Prisoner of Azkaban, where um, it's Professor Lonry, and she's doing, oh, Professor Trelawney, and she's doing tea readings, and she tells Ron to read Harry's teacup, and he kind of gives, like, this, like, whack explanation to her and she's just like wait a minute let me look at this and she takes the cup from him and she's like oh and she gets all scared freaks freaks out out. yeah so when you watch that scene that's what we're talking about so Mm -hmm. there's people who actually do that and are or have been shown how to read tea leaves or coffee grounds and they pretty much will tell you what they see in the cup or interpret what images are at the bottom of your cup. Right. So I thought it was pretty interesting. And I remembered that scene from Harry Potter, which is really funny. You should totally watch it. Uh It's hilarious. Yeah. And if you haven't seen Harry Potter, what have you been doing with your life? Yeah, it's really What have you been doing? Come on now. So those are some of the ones that we thought were interesting. So... For superstitions, there is, I know that we have it as Latin American people, like Salvadorians, Latinos in general, where it's if you have a baby or if someone has a baby, you'll always see a red bracelet on that baby. With like a bead on it. There's, it's like little beads, like little red beads. Some of them are red beads, but I've seen. They are red. They're red beads. I've, I've seen bracelets. So these, so these, so you'll see these babies with these bracelets and sometimes they'll have them on the wrists and sometimes they'll have them like at the bottom of their feet. So pretty much what it is, is the bracelet is supposed to ward away the evil eye. 
And I know other cultures have that, but instead of it being a red bracelet, it's it's like a little eye. Like it, it's like it looks like a blue eye with a black dot in the middle. It looks like a real eye. So that mm-hmm. is supposed to do the same thing. And we have it so that they say that if that happens, the child will either get diarrhea or they'll get really sick because somebody's like vision or their personality was too strong. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that that bracelet will protect the baby from receiving any evil eye from any person. So that is one superstition that I think is spread around with different cultures and in many different ways. Yeah. But it's something that is common. I feel like it's very common. So if you see a a baby with a red bracelet, sorry, if you see a baby with a red bracelet on their wrist or by their feet, that's what it means. It's the parent or the grandparents or a relative who has gifted this baby with this bracelet so that this baby can be protected from the evil eye. Yeah. So it's really interesting about that. And you'll, you'll see babies wearing these bracelets or wearing... Or you'll see grown adults wearing that bracelet with the eye. There's also another superstition where specifically you're not... It's very specific. When you see a newborn, you're not supposed to stand behind the newborn. Because if you look at the newborn with his... The back of his head... If you stand behind the baby. Yeah, if you stand behind the baby while somebody's carrying the baby, like, it's supposed to be, like, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to stand behind them because they'll get, like, sick or something. Well, what I've heard is that they say that you're not supposed to stand behind the baby. So if I'm carrying the baby and she stands above from the head of the baby and the baby... Because babies are usually, they look at everything. So uh-huh. the idea is that if she does that, then the baby is going to try to look back at her. And I think it it was said that their mollera or that, it's, that soft spot on their head, on the top of their head, at the crown of their head, that that would like get damaged somehow. Right. Or that the baby's eyes would get stuck or looking, roll back. Roll yeah. back because they're trying so hard, hard to, to see what's at... above them. Uh-huh. So they always say, like in Latin culture, they say, I don't know if I got it right or wrong, but the idea is to not stand there Behind because babies. the baby is going to try to look okay. at you. Yeah. So either stand, carry the baby, or stand next to or in front of the baby, but they, not above the baby's head. Don't they also say, like, when you have a newborn that you're supposed to carry the baby so that they don't get sick as, as well? Well, so like, if well, you meet a baby for the first time? Well, everybody usually carries the baby unless you have some type of phobia. Me. Or you're just like, I don't want to. I don't but, like babies. <laughs> like, my grandmother always has this thing where she says that her vision is too strong. Like, she, or she said, she like, tengo, it, tengo la vista muy fuerte, meaning yeah, mm-hmm. that her vision is too strong. Right. So that if she doesn't carry the baby, the sick. baby can potentially get sick with right. diarrhea or vomiting or something. Uh-huh. I don't know how true it is, but it is something that my grandmother has always said and always done. And anytime there's a baby that's brought into this house or 
where she is, she always asks to carry the baby because of that. Or there's also, like, um, they'll say, like, if you're making atol, which is, like, a, it's like a hot beverage made out of corn and milk. And so if this person who's mixing or churn or, like, it's, it's heating up and is mixing this person and this person has, like, too strong of a vision, they'll end up cutting the, the, the drink and it will curdle. It'll get thick. So I don't know if that's actually true or it's just that the heat is too high and you overcook it, which makes it cut and curdle. Or maybe you're like watching I don't know. it too intently that you kind of... So the idea is that if you are that type of person with a strong gaze, you shouldn't... I you should always carry the baby. That's think, the idea. Yeah, or or that. you shouldn't look at the atoll because it's specifically to, to atoll. This like um, it's kind of like a like it's like a like a hot drink. chocolate. It's yeah, like yeah. a thick chocolate drink. It's not chocolate, but it's it made out of corn. It's made out of corn. No, well, champurrado is kind of like that. So if you've had it, it's, it's, it's a like thick that. drink, and. So the idea is that if this person has too strong a vision, you'll cut it and it'll curdle and mm. it's it's thrown away. It's no good. I think that was a good way of explaining la vista fuerte, which is a strong, strong gaze. vision or a, a strong, strong gaze. gaze. Yeah, a strong gaze is like a really good way to 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 really explain la vista fuerte because I feel like if you have a strong gaze, like it sounds it just sounds right. You know what I mean? No, but okay. <laughs> but um so another one is i think this i don't know where this comes from but you hear it a lot here where it's like if you find a shoe a, a horseshoe and you put it above your door the horseshoe will bring you bring luck into your house but if you have the horseshoe and it's facing downwards then the luck is going to be thrown out of your house so you'll end up losing the luck because the luck is pouring out of the shoe horse. The horseshoe. Horse, horseshoe. Sorry. We used to have the, one. We still do. Oh, it's still there. And so the idea is that when it's upright, luck is coming in. When it's downward, luck is going out of your house. So basically when the horseshoe is a U, it brings the luck in. And when the horseshoe is an N, it brings the luck out. Yeah. So that's that's one that I heard. What's another one? Oh, so my grandmother, this one is another one, but we only do this one for New Year's. For me, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that you grab an egg and you grab water. And what you do is before before midnight, you crack this egg. You crack this egg and you put it in the water in and you cover it in, in a glass, clear glass cup. Mm-hmm. And you cover it so that you can't you do, see it. So you can't see it. So you can't see it. Then once it hits midnight, you uncover it, and then you interpret what you see. So we've actually done this, and it's kind of interesting because it's weird because it only works if you do it before midnight. I know, superstition, but this is how it goes. So it only works if you do it before midnight. If you do it after midnight, it doesn't doesn't work. work. Because you're already in the new year. So it's like you you miss your window. Uh Uh-huh. So if you do it before, you cover it, and then once midnight strikes, and then you uncover it, and you you look at it, there are figures that the egg will make, which is weird. So the yellow part will sink to the bottom, Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. and then the clear stuff will turn white and so we've done it before and i think a few times my grandmother has gotten like a boat it's like it looks like a boat like a straight up something from the titanic yeah like it looks sunken it's freaky Mm -hmm. and so we've seen a boat and then one of them there's a bridge i've seen a plane I don't know about that, one, but I've I, seen a plane I, in my cup. It, honestly, more than likely, it's probably, weird. it's possible. It's super weird. But I know personally, I've only seen a figure that looks like a boat, something like the Titanic, like a ship. Yeah, so like the front of the Titanic. Like imagine the front of the Titanic. If you don't know what it looks like, Google it and imagine that in egg form, like clear. I can't explain it. Yeah, it's weird. And then I remember seeing another one, which was. A bridge and this it looked like a bridge like like if it was like the Golden Gate Bridge it kind of looked like that it's weird and that meant that you would travel or if you saw something that looked like money that meant that you would get money or Mm -hmm. so depending on what you see is how you interpret what your New Year's luck will bring you and I guess it's totally up to yourself to interpret whatever you put in the like whatever you see in the cup like it's completely up to you to interpret it but it's it's a tradition that we have and my grandmother does it every year mm-hmm. and we all pass around the cup and it's like don't move it too much you'll lose the image so it's like everybody's like carefully looking at this glass cup with an egg in it mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the funniest thing but it's a tradition it's a superstition and it's one that I think you guys should try for the new year. Try it this year mm-hmm. and see how it goes. Let us know if you find something in your cup besides a bug. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's supposed to be a clear cup. And I remember uh, we saw a boat, a uh, bridge, I meaning that there was travel. Right. I think my mom probably got, like, money. I don't know about that one. Um, but there's, there's a lot or like luggage. It's weird. The images pop up and I have tried it after like new years, like say like, like it's, I didn't do it before 12, but I did it after. Like, let's say I didn't, like I one didn't, in the morning or like, something. like say I did it before the new years, like say I did it before like the new years. Like eleven thirty. Like like no no. Say I did it after New Year's, like after twelve, and say I did it at one. Uh huh. Yeah, it wouldn't work anymore. Like you wouldn't see it anymore. You would. You don't see anything. Like the egg just sinks to the bottom, which is weird. Uh-huh. And it doesn't matter if you cover it and leave it overnight. You will not get an image. Like nothing will come out. Yeah. So I think there is some truth to the egg fortune telling. Maybe it has to do with I don't know. A little bit of, you know, pixie dust and imagination. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that's a cool one that you should probably try. And that's one that we do as a family. It's fun. It's weird, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's fun and it's weird. So I give it a try. Mm-hmm. Get, your, get your grandmother to interpret what she sees in your family. It's very entertaining. And, yeah, I think we pretty much covered everything we wanted to talk about. And we will have more content for you guys next Friday. Thanks for listening.
see you guys then